Well, welcome back to season three of Life in Phases. Hey, we're excited about this episode as we dive into the phase of young adults. And if you were hit with us last episode, uh, you got a chance to hear Josh and Annie talk a little bit about young adult ministry here at East Christian Church in Normal and Bloomington, Illinois. Um, and we are excited today to dive into this idea of community. <clears throat> I have some of my good friends with us with us today. So I want to introduce to you guys Felicia, Cooper, yo, yo. and Connor. So yo. let's just start off, guys. I want you guys to be able to tell our audience, our listeners, all 2.3 million of them. Oh, wow. That's not real. You're right. It's more I, than that, isn't it? That's less than I, yeah, I was say, that's less than I thought. Yeah, well, well, let's, let's be honest. I'm not trying to be prideful, but I mean, it's a lot. Humble brag. So, hum, humble brag. Um, anyway, so I'd like to, all of our 10 listeners, um, plus 2.3 million, uh, to hear a little bit about you guys. So, Connor, since you're to my right, which you can't see, all you listeners, uh, why don't you go ahead and start? How'd you, how'd you get here? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can bundle that all, I think. So I was born and raised in Orlando. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Disney was in my backyard. The beach. Was it literally like backyard? Like you walked outside? No, it oh, was okay. really like a neighbor. It was to okay. the left. Oh, yeah. 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 It was to the west. Okay. So ah. I lied. It yeah. was my side yard. Geography <laughs> was. Side yard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grew up in Orlando. Uh, graduated from high school. Went to college there. Met my wife there. Uh, her name is Michaela. And then um, we did ministry in Indianapolis, where she is originally from, went to Virginia, did ministry there for about three years. And then during COVID, took on some online uh, ownership of our of our church and mm-hmm. helped start things there. And then graciously, somehow, uh, ECU said, yeah, we'd love to take a shot on yeah. you. And never had been to normal Illinois mm-hmm. and uh, had to, had to, you know, look through the, the cold weather and the state that Illinois was in with COVID mm. and say, Hey, spring's coming. The sun's going to shine and I can do the small town life. So now oh, we're here, been yeah. here about nine months. I'm serving as the online campus pastor mm. and it's been really fun. Nice. That's good. Small town life. Yeah. That's what I- <laughs> Come on. Normal is like 47,000 people, which is Bloomington normal overall is like a hundred over a hundred yeah, thousand. That's you know. true. Any, but compared to Orlando, but, well, it's not big. It's or, not just that any place in the country that posts the population sign, mm, if they post the population sign, good point. that's, that's a, that's an indicator. That's funny. Point. Not a bad Excellent. thing. No. A bad I think thing. it's a mid-size. Yeah. Yeah. Because small town, like you're like, right. All the small town people who are listening are going to be like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're right. No, it's like a mid-sized sedan. Like you look at it. And on the outside, it looks big. Yep. When you get in, you can tell like it's it's really a, it's a crossover. It's all contextual. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I regress. This is the this is the metropolis of Central. There you Illinois. go. Hey, that's <laughs> what we need to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, And with that metropolis of Central Illinois, we like to talk about local places that we like to eat. Still waiting on that sponsorship from Avanti's, Ancho, and Agave, and Portillos. But Connor, <laughs> tell us a little bit about where where do you like to eat? What's a local spot? I'm going to break the rules. I don't have a favorite place per se. I have a favorite food. Okay. Because Illinois likes the Chicago hot dogs. They do. I've never really had that, like Portillo's mm-hmm. or Windy City Wieners in mm-hmm. Uptown Normal. Yeah. I really like a Chicago hot dog from anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Like the pepper, the pickle, the yeah. relish. That's mm-hmm. something that I've never really had yeah. until coming here. So I like the food wherever that is, mm-hmm. even in Chicago. That's good. We, we lived in the north suburb of Chicago, and I hate Chicago dogs. Really? Yeah, because I want tooth. I want ketchup on my hot dog, 
People from Chicago, they don't put ketchup on their hot dogs. Just mustard, right? That's just the... it's a, yeah, it's an insult. Oh, it's actually oh. an insult. Like to so we had this little place called Hot Dog Harbor that we would go to, and I would go up and I'd say I would like a hot dog with ketchup and tomato. That was my only component of a Chicago dog that I would add. Is and tomato were, a regular part of a hot dog? For a Chicago dog, it yeah. can be oh. a little really? little diced up yeah. tomato. Oh. I'm an expert, yeah. obviously, on it now. But. So <laughs> anyway. I don't like hot dogs, so I don't know. I it's fine. It's fine. And Connor doesn't like normal <laughs> That's not true. I Small town like normal. It's, hey, it's been an adjustment. I'm actually trying to be an advocate for Illinois. This there, is a great place. Let's be here. Let's be full. It is let's a have great pride place. in our state. Move right? here. Yeah. Hey, tell us a, uh, a fun fact about you, Connor. I am a twin. I have a twin sister. No. I forgot about that. Yeah. I think you I didn't knew that. know that? I yeah. did not know that. Well, Felicia knows everything about everybody. That's true. So he's very well informed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, and you may have known that when we were in college at Ozark, right? Yeah, I did know that then. Are you, are you the oldest? Uh, she is the oldest. Okay. By two minutes. Wow. Two whole minutes. Hey, that's good. That is a fun. That's fun. Yeah. I find that fun. Yeah. It's okay. a good relationship. Yeah. She still lives in Florida. She's married to a youth pastor. Okay. And uh, they have a kid as well. So they have a, uh, I think a, 12 month old and Presley is 18 months, mm. I think. Yeah. So they're pretty close. And so we get along really well. Some nice. of our life stages. So that's a fun fact. That's I great. Have a twin I love it. Sister. Felicia, you've been on this podcast before. I have. Uh, a return offender. Um, I feel like that's a good Michael Scott moment. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, so maybe like, you know, we know a little bit about you. If, if you've been listening to the show, you work with our, our student ministry. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about what you do overall where you came from, how you got here. Yeah. So I grew up, uh, for the most part, I grew up moving around a lot, but for the most part lived in Southwest Missouri in a little town called Web City, who is actually playing in their state championship this weekend. So go Cardinals. Shout out. Um, This is the first year that they're the underdog. So it's like a really big deal Mm. because usually they're not the underdog. So yeah, (laughs) the overdog. (laughs) Um, That is for sure. Small town. Um, like 12,000 people. So, um, maybe people who are from smaller towns would say, but anyways, I went to college at Ozark and then, um, went to Florida and worked at a ministry there for three years. God made it abundantly clear that I was no longer supposed to be there. And so I started looking for jobs. Eastview kind of, I stumbled across it and it was too good to be true. It felt like went through the process, came here. Now I work with our junior high small groups and recently added on doing some next gen video work. There you go. Remind us of a fun fact or change. So it up. I think the fun fact I used was probably the like scuba diving yeah. underwater pumpkin carving I contest. So I haven't heard this. Oh yeah. Yeah. The first pumpkin I ever carved was underwater because I was in an under underwater pumpkin carving contest. So good scuba gear. Yes. I, I am a certified scuba diver. So, um, the fun fact that I was going to say now is that I, I was a competitive twirler, baton twirler growing up and was even, um, second place at the highest like state level competition that you can go to in twirling in my division. There you go. Awesome. What would you like to eat? Uh, so I don't know if this is really the best place in Bloomington normal, but I like Fiesta ranchera because of the memories that are tied to it It was one of the first restaurants i went to um my first summer and so i just have a a lot of memories from there um back when josh 
who's on our staff, and Zach Thompson, who's also on our staff. Um, when we were all part-time that summer, if I wanted them to have lunch with me, I would say, anybody interested in Fiesta? <laughs> and that's what would get them. That's fun. So, that's, that's awesome. Good. Which yeah. location do you prefer to go oh, to? Oh, I think the only location you should go to, in my opinion, is the one know. by Best Buy. Yeah. I didn't know they had two locations. Uh, they have three, actually. Yeah. I don't wow. know if the third one is still open, but I think so. There's one kind of by Marcus Theaters. Double fun and fact. And then there's another one by Dick's Sporting okay. Goods. So, oh, I didn't know there was one by Dick's. Yeah. Oh, that one feels too close. But Zach Thompson yeah. says that the Fiesta, the Fiesta at Best Buy has the by Best Buy has the best Pepsi in town. It's it's right by Orange Theory, so you can go to Dick's. Yes. Buy some stretchy pants, go work out at Orange Theory, and eat Mexican and then food. eat Mexican food. <laughs> Sounds like the yeah. dream. I think it might be. Um, Coop, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Please. So, yeah, so I, um, I, I've been at Eastview. My dad got a job when I was three and a half years old and, uh, we moved here to Bloomington when I was that old and grew up at Eastview, um, was a pastor's kid and then went to graduated, majored in worship ministry at Lincoln Christian university, started working here at Eastview as a part-time student worship pastor when I was a junior and just graduated in the spring from Lincoln Christian and started working here full time as um, the as a student worship pastor, kind of full time in September. So, um, so yeah. Can Can you tell us a fun fact? Fun fact. Oh yeah, I go by my middle name. Yeah. So Cooper is my middle name. Yeah. Did you not know that? Did you not know that? I didn't know. Wow. That. Yeah. I, well, wow. I don't ever. I don't ever think that. I just don't. I don't. Everybody's bring learning fun up. facts about each other. Yeah. I love today. it when you don't know what the fun yeah. fact yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my first name is Jace. J a y c e. So Jace Cooper Smith. Yeah. If you look at my, it doesn't fit. <laughs> it, doesn't it doesn't fit. fit. It if you doesn't look at my fit. driver's license, yeah. 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 So, I remember. Rem, I remember one time a staff member was like, Felicia, when I type in J S. Like Cooper's name is one of the ones that pops up, and I was like, "Yeah, because his first name is Jace." Yeah, yeah. And the local local spot, um, I I so the Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> off of <laughs> by the airport because it's the, the memories. Like I go there, oh, I've yeah. been there, mm. I've been to that place more than like any other place. Um, it's like the young adult spot yeah. to go to after things like after right. volleyball or after the gathering or something like that. It's, well, it's like and it's faithful. I mean, you mm. got you got good food. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they'll bring it out. They'll mess it up every once in a while. Mm. But um, and then uh, they got the wing deal. Yeah, they got the wing deal. Then they got the the you can get like their burger for like five bucks. It's super good. Oh. Um, and then Veracruz Taco Place in town. I just insane. ate lunch there. Did you? I did. Yeah, that place is insane. Just ate lunch there. So highly recommend Veracruz. Okay. Yes. Um, you brought it to me the first time. I didn't. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I've that's, never had it. So. That's that's tacos. tacos. I'm so sorry. Can we go back to your name real yes, quick? Yeah. Thirty seconds. Yeah. So did it did it happen this way where you were born? They said we're going to name him Jace Cooper Smith. Yeah. But we're going to call him Cooper. Yep. That's how it happened. Wow. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. All right. <laughs> moving, like moving along. <laughs> I like it. No, that's good. That's I good. needed closure. That's great. So so guys, today we've got a really unique opportunity to talk about kind of a buzzword within the Christian church. Um, I think maybe it's replaced the word fellowship, um, which I'm so glad it has. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, People 50 and up use fellowship. I, I think so. You know, it was I'm a big like a pur- purpose driven life thing. You know, that's really where yeah. it popped up um, back in the early 2000s. Um, but this whole idea of community, uh, this idea of how is it that young adults can connect in community, find community? What what's wrong within the church when it comes to community? What's right? Like, 
what are, what are some things that you guys are seeing? Because all of you, I don't know if you notice this if you're a listener, but Connor, young adult, married, one kid, one on the way. Cooper, young adult, single, fresh out of college, dude. Uh, Felicia, um, a young adult, been here for two years. Um, so she's even newer to an area, single, um, a female. So like we have a, a really like broad um, collection of, of people here. Um, so, so that's good. But let, let, let's start off by defining community within young adults, within the church. Um, before we get technical, let's get personal. Each of you are in this different season of life. So Connor, let's start with you. What, what does community look like for you as a young married adult with kids? Yeah, it's really dynamic right now for us because we are still newer to this area. Um, we have we have a 18-month-old, and then our next daughter will be coming end of January. We're really excited. Woohoo! Yeah, it's great. Um, when, and we've been new to places before. Mm. We haven't been new with a kid, mm. and we haven't been new definitely with, with two kids. Mm. So um, I think what community looks like for me, like when I think about it personally, is the need level is different. Like I feel like when I was out of college and even got married young, I feel like I still needed like my bros. I, mm. I needed people around me all the time. Mm. I still love hanging out with anyone all the time. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I love being with people, but my need level is different. I don't feel like I need to be with people every single night or even once a week like I, like I used to feel. Mm. Community then because of that, it feels, it feels like um, it's people in similar life stages that I'm in um, and even older. Uh, that's where I feel like, that's where I feel like my community is currently. Um, and even with my job, um, and who I'm around, I, I'm with older people. Um, and so with life stage and job, uh, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I'm at. And then even like as a family, um, we tend to gravitate towards people in similar life stages because you're so tired to go out. Like the idea of going to B-dubs like that sounds so exhausting with a daughter <laughs> with an 18 month old and, and another daughter on the way. That's so fun. But now I'm like, Oh my gosh, we got to get the high chair. Mm. Hopefully they took a nap. Hopefully mm. they, they keep it together when we're at the table and they don't throw a wing. Like that's now what goes through and my hopefully head. Hopefully it doesn't like go over a nap time or something like yeah. another sleeping time. Yeah. And it's so, having a kid is amazing. I would do it again at the same, at like the same time of my life, mm. but it does, change our twenties forever. Mm. Um, but we're okay with that. So community is dynamic, uh, in that we have it, but I think I have it in smaller doses and with different people than I would expect. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know how clear that was, but no, that's, that's, no, that's yeah, kind of broad, broadly what yeah. it looks like for me. Well, no, it's wife. your, it's your story. And somebody listening to this probably has that story. Yeah. Felicia coming into a new area, which a lot of people do, especially like with state farm corporate mm. here in Rivian, in Rivian. Too. Yeah. Like, so you've been here for two years. What's it been like to find community here? Yeah. So something that I thought about when looking over this is that um, community is not the same everywhere you go. And I feel like different, sorry, different areas have um, like different nuances of community, if that makes sense. So like when I moved to Florida, I didn't know anyone and it was really hard for me to make friends where I was at for a really long time. And it was like, nine months in before I even felt like I had someone I could call friend. Mm. But then I was really deep, really fast after that point. Mm. 
When I moved here, it was almost the opposite. I felt like I had friends almost immediately, but it took a really long time to get deep. And so I don't know if that's necessarily like a Midwest thing or if it's a central Illinois thing because most people in this area are townies. Um, Not necessarily true, but there are quite a few townies. And so they've like grown up. And so you have to like kind of get in there a little bit sometimes. But so I feel like community is different wherever you go. Um, But what I have appreciated about finding community here is like, God has just continuously provided the community that I needed before I knew I needed it. So like um, some of my friendships are transitioning right now, but God like provided new friends for me over the summer. So I was like, and we've, we're hitting a part where we're getting deeper, if that makes sense at a time that some of my other friendships are transitioning in general. So I don't know if that. I think that's really good. Especially like, I think most towns you go into, there are always townies and those communities that you have to. Infiltrate, yourself. kind yeah, of, yeah. Infiltrate's a good word. So. And that can be difficult. I was saying, having been in Florida, I completely agree. I think it is the opposite. When we moved here, I remember I met all my neighbors in two hours, and that was really overwhelming for mm. me. I mm-hmm. need, like, I love hanging with people, but I'm not used to, like, the really friendly Midwestern wave. Right. And well, hello there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, hello. Hey, you just moved here. Let's uh, let's go have a barbecue. And I'm like, whoa, easy. I don't even have the car top yeah. off my SUV yet. So Sorry, I, think was... it is, I think it is cultural. Yeah, it is, it is just very interesting because mm. I, like, I can't even explain, like, how weird it was to be like, because I am super extroverted. If you know me, you know that I'm like 100% in with people, like almost 100% of the time. two or more are gathered. Yeah. Hmm. People joke, we're two or more are gathered. <laughs> Felicia is there. And so like when I moved to Florida and went nine months before I even considered someone a friend yeah. was like huge because I also have maybe a looser definition of friendship. And yeah. then moving here, I felt like I almost immediately had friends. That's good. Cooper coming out of college, yeah. but you're also local. Um, single guy, dashingly handsome ladies, <laughs> dashingly, um, tell dashingly us about, exquisite, <laughs> exquisite. Sorry. Tell, tell us a little bit, <laughs> tell, tell us what it looks like for you. Um, when it comes to the, even maybe the difficulties yeah. of finding community, cause you would think it would be easy, right? you know, but, but is it? Yeah. Oh, well, and that's, that's the thing, like, um, coming out of college. So I, I lived, 45 minutes away on campus at Lincoln from Bloomington, still served at Eastview. Um, and I had my community there, you know, my, my college friends that I was, I was close with. And that was like kind of really my community and then got the job here and then COVID hit. And so then I started, you know, when post COVID, I became a lot more extroverted, which I think has been an impact of the pandemic and just of my life, um, phase. Cause I was more introverted before. And, um, really what I've noticed is that, okay, I'm graduated from college. So all my college friends, which I didn't even really get to see my senior year, I don't see at all anymore. So that community is, that community is, has dissolved. And now, um, I basically, I spent all my time here at the church. That's basically all I do. And I love it. Absolutely love it. But as far as people my age, there's just, there's not very many, right? There's not very many people my age. I love, love like the staff a ton. I super love the staff. But finding, you guys talk about finding people in your life stage. Well, there's not, there's not very many people here in my life stage. That's funny because I actually kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I mostly hang out with people who are younger than me. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, um, for me, um, and, and again, yeah, I'm a townie and I have friends, I have friends in town, but a lot, a lot of my friends growing up are 
Um, more of them have kind of come back, but, um, a lot of them are, you know, off doing different things and, um, out of town getting married. Um, and some of the ones that are in town, I, um, you know, we play cards here and there and, you know, I'll go to, um, I'll go to, uh, you know, hang out with, with, a, with the young adult community here at Eastview. But again, a lot of those people are, are more are older, 25, 26, which is, which is great. But I think I, I just noticed that during seasons I have missed and felt like, okay, I've got high school students that I, that I am a pastor with that I love, I love spending time with them. And then I have people that are in a little bit older life phase than me that I also love hanging out with, but then I miss out on, um, I miss out on like that, that deep relatability and deep connection with somebody that is in my exact same life phase and exact same age. And actually, um, something that has been helpful lately is I haven't been in a small group, um, for a while and, um, I'm starting a, um, you guys know, uh, yeah, so Josh, yellow triads, Josh and Jacob, Jacob Phillips, Josh Jacobs, we've started to meet. And I think that that is going to be, um, we just started, uh, meeting. I think that's just going to be really good for me, um, to have that. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just weird. I mean, moving back in the town that I grew up in mm. and l- working at the place that I've loved and called home for years yet still, you know, it is difficult to find, um, well, community and it's been a struggle. And sometimes. you had a unique tension of like, you had your feet in two different places for a while too. Yeah. Yeah, living at living in Lincoln and working at Eastview, the pet peeve that people would always say at Lincoln, I was an RA, and people would say, "Dude, I feel like you never, you still go here," mm. and I, that would drive me nuts because mm. it's like, what's the point of being here if mm. people don't, if 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 I'm not building connections where people are like, "Yeah, I see you a lot," you know, you're involved and invested. So even in the place you were, there was questions about what community looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I think for me, community is like consistency, like. Mm. I can't hang out with somebody once a month and, and, and be super close with them. Mm. Right. I can't see somebody once a month and be super close with, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like it needs to be consistently like pouring into somebody and then pouring back. Mm. Um, it's interesting because even back to season one of life and phases, we talked about the, the value of consistency, even in ministry, mm-hmm. but then you look at it in the value of, of friendship too. Um, yeah. So just that word keeps popping up, which is good. I want I want to ask about the church, because the church is a place of community building. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, so, w- what do you think the church does well at with developing community? I don't expect an answer from all of you, but mm. if anybody has a thought on that, like what what do you think it does well with developing community? Yeah, I think the slogan of most churches would be "Everyone is welcome, and we want you." Like the church, the global church wants wants people mm-hmm. uh, to be together. They want people in their church building. Um, I don't think any church on the planet would refuse people. Uh, so that's what the church does well. There's a unified approach of, or a unified value of, we want people mm-hmm. to be together. Um, I have more thoughts, but let yeah. me, let, let me, I want to stop there because I think there's and I think there are opportunities if you're looking for them. Like okay. there are small groups to be a part of or like some places, this isn't true of every place, but some places have like sports, like sports things that you can be a part of. Like Eastview has like a volleyball league and things like that. So there are different things that are available. You just have to look for them. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Volleyball is great. I mean, I, I, I also think that Josh um, the young adult pastor, you know, obviously we all know him. He was on last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Great. Yeah. I, I, I think he's done a great job. 
um, at cultivating community in, in, in with the young adult mm-hmm. ministry at Eastview. And um, like, and, and I think that's been, that's been really cool to see. So um, yeah, I think for me, I mean, even something that I need to work on is, is sometimes not waiting for it to fall in my lap, mm-hmm. but actively seek things, you know, and, you know, reaching out to those two guys and being like, Hey, can we start a small group? Can we start a triad? Um, and that's been helpful for me. So let me ask you this, this is off, off notes, but when there, there was a point in my life when I thought, well, the only place somebody can find true community is within the church. Mm. And then I, I joined a CrossFit gym and I realized there are a lot of other places people can find community. Mm-hmm. What, what's the difference? Like ultimately, like I know Jesus is the Sunday school answer. I know yeah. that, but like what makes us or what should make us different? Yeah, I think the core the core component of community is a shared value or shared experience. Mm-hmm. If you go on a hike with someone and you and there's a bear and you run from the bear, those people that you you guys didn't even like budge. You're like, yep, that's happened to me. Like, that's, <laughs> I've been on a hike and I've encountered a I was gonna Well, say, I yeah. track with no. the shared experience thing, though. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. The uh, bonding that happens from that, it's... Right. Yeah. If you run from the grizzly bear, me and Cooper run from a grizzly bear, we're pretty much bonded for life because <laughs> yeah. we had an experience Well, that unless... One of us we die. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Unless yeah. I trip you or, or, well, you, tri- or you pick me up. Well, that, if it chases us, I just have to outrun you. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, that's true. I think if you're in a CrossFit gym... If you're into sports, if you're into books, if you're into coffee, anything that you can find a common point on, that's how you can find community outside of the church or where it can start. Um, I think most people, even Christians, connect on a shared value outside of Jesus before they have um, a shared value with Jesus. Mm. I think, and I don't know if it should be that way. I just think if I go play soccer at a local park, I'm going to connect with someone much easier on that than I will about Jesus. Cause mm. I don't, I don't know if they have that value. Interesting. And yeah. then even if I connect with you, because we are Christians, we work in the same place. I'm still going to connect with you really quickly on something else, whether yeah. it's sports or coffee or whatever. Sometimes when you are looking at that shared experience, that's where it ends, which like is what creates outside of the, like outside of the church, like is a, usually a shared experience. So you really like the gym, but if you're going through something that's not gem related, you're probably less likely to go to them. I think sometimes that's not, that is not always the case mm. for sure. But like sometimes that's where the, that's where it ends is like the shared experience. So you're saying that's what the church has. But the church has like, if I'm, I think about this, like even if I wasn't on staff at a church, like when I'm going through something really hard, like I'm not going to go talk to you know, my friend at Starbucks yeah. about what I'm going through. I'm probably going to talk to my friend that's in my small group. Mm. Yeah, good. no, that's good. Cause like you talked to the shared experience, right? If your shared experience is Christ, um, and you are wrestling with something like if, so, if like if I'm wrestling with something faith-based, you know, if, or if I'm just struggling with, with something in general that affects my life, then yeah, then it would make sense for me to want to talk to somebody that, and, 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 and connect with somebody that has like my deepest core identity is a, is a, mm-hmm. is, is found in Christ. And so when I wrestle with deep things, then it would make sense just for me to want to lean on my Christian community that's around me and not on, like you said, and not, and not talk to the guys that I bond with at the gym or whatever, you know, that's right. really good. Yeah. I like, I like that you said that. I like that. That's good. I just feel like nothing's off the table no. when, when Christ is the center yeah, of your right. community. Yeah. That's good. So, so what is it that we can do? better. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the church that we're all at. I'm talking about the church as a whole. Like, what do you think when it comes to young adults, 
the numbers, you guys know the numbers, you know, three out of 10, Barna just did the study in 2019, uh, 33% of young adults polled said that they go to church more than once a week uh, or once a month. It didn't say three times, didn't say four, it just said more than one. Mm. 54% said only once. Um, so what is it that, what do we need to do? Like, what is it that draws people in that are in your phase when it comes to community that maybe we're missing? I think the overall church is learning that they haven't had purpose um, within their vision in individual churches. And I think people our age, even outside of community, I think they're drawn to purpose, especially mm-hmm. in community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've forgotten that church is highly communal. Mm. It's very individualistic at times. Um, in our phrasing, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Um, but I've been listening to some podcasts and reading some books recently that kind of challenge that notion that, no, we really need to get back to the communal aspect. Yeah. Everything in scriptures is highly communal. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Uh, it's very much a low part of the time where we read about in, an individual experience alone. And so... And I think young people not only need community, but they need to realize that church can give purpose within community. And it's the same way with online church right now can be such a great thing. And like you do a great job at like um, at connecting with people online. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that a lot of people um, can approach online church as, OK, it's I'm going to wake up 1030, make coffee, watch my church service at 11 and I've gotten my church in for the week. Mm-hmm. And there's no communal aspect in that. So mm-hmm. that's why you guys are doing a great job at reaching out and trying to connect with those people. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. even that mindset, like post-COVID, can be really easy to slip into. Yeah. Yeah. I The thing, as a church as a whole, struggles to minister to young adults because there are so many life stages represented in the young adult community. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Probably more yeah. so than any other because you've got people who are young professionals, you have singles, you have marrieds, you have marrieds with kids. And even within that, like you have some people who are married with like babies, Mm. but then like you have people in the church that are married and they have like a six year old and they're still in their twenties or things like that. So you just see a wide variety of life stage. And I feel like sometimes the church as a whole looks at that it's like, that is really hard to minister to. So we're just not going to. Yeah. Can I, and I want to pick up on that. I think the the church as a whole needs to be careful about the family language. I just think mm-hmm. I, like we, in Eastview, we're a very highly family church and that's a great thing. And this isn't about knocking Eastview, mm-hmm. but the church as a whole loves, loves to celebrate the young family that comes to church. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like the bread and butter of like a win. Mm. And I think that's great. I have a young family and I think I'm a great fit here because of that. But I also think to your point, there are lots of young adults, people in their between 20 and 29 and 30 who may never get married. And that's great. We need to almost begin celebrating individuality, uh, not in a negative way culturally, mm-hmm. but more of like, it's okay to be single and in the church because mm-hmm. Paul was single because our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ was single. Right. So it's almost like finding a way to appropriately celebrate yeah. An individual without can uh, without being negative towards a family. Right. right. And, and without making the like young adult thing for singles feeling like Christian mingle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. If you, I don't, it's tough. I don't I, I feel like you almost can never get away with that because it's such a big part. I but mean, even there if are it, certain vibes, the, you sure, know, sure. The Christian Some college like, effect. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But I mean, that, that's a good point, too. But also like inviting 
young adults from every different state, like from all stages of life into like that Christian community and like being a part of that. And, um, that's really good. That's something, again, I think that, that the ministry here at Eastview does well. So, yeah, I agree. I, I do think, I mean, Connor, you know, in that way, like, especially, you know, as statistics tell us that people are less likely to have kids now. People are less likely to have, get married until later in life. So when you start talking about family, then you start ostracizing people in a way. And and that might not be fair, but someone will come in and be like, well, this isn't a place for me because I don't mm-hmm. have a family. Now, there are some places that do better than others with that and understand that. And I feel like that's one of the things we got to be on the, the cusp and understand like, hey, um, churches, we need to respond to our culture in that way and understand better like what's happening within that in our language. So... Um, I think that's good. Uh, so l- let's talk about encouragement. You know, I want, I want you guys to be able to encourage someone, someone who's in this specific life phase, not just young adults, but where you guys are in the season of your life personally, when it comes to community, when it comes to their faith, you know, what can you guys do there? Cooper, like what, what is something you want to say to someone who's a young single dude trying to figure life out? Doesn't necessarily, um, know what community looks like faith for sure. Like what would you say to that person? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've been learning this, this fall semester, first fall, not being in school since I was in preschool. Right. Um, and I think there's certain things in my life that I feel like I'm, I've been missing at times. And sometimes it's been community. Sometimes I've struggled with being single. Sometimes I've, um, you know, had different things that I've had to work through. And overall, I think the biggest thing that's been helpful for me, and that's been affirmed in me by, um, by somebody that I've been talking to, like a Christian mentor in my life. And they've told me that like, this is a time where I can deepen in my roots in Christ as my identity, because ultimately this is a great time for Christ to, to become, um, more and more the core foundation of my life in times where it's like, you know, in times where I'm thinking, I have nobody, I feel like yeah, I felt before, like I have nobody that sees the deepest part of me, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that I've struggled with. It's like, I I have nobody that can, that I can just sit down with and like, that can re- really just hear my, the deepest part of my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm working through that. I'm working on that. And I've taken some steps, but I think to approach that struggle with the mindset that this is the perfect opportunity for me to lean into Christ and to let him be the one that deeply fulfills me and deeply fills me because at the end of the day, no person, no human, um, no, nothing in this world can fill that. And so in a season where I feel that gap, I need to be, um, it's, it's probably a really good opportunity to deepen my connection with the Lord. So I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it did, but it's good. Yeah, uh, that, that is good. Um, I think the best thing I can think of because I'm 27, I'm a baby having, having babies and it's crazy. Um, I've been married for four years and I feel like I'm trying to ref I'm learning like Cooper. I'm, I'm trying to refine the balance between investing in my family and investing in other people, being with other people. Mm. It is such a hard balance. Um, because I need to be there for my wife, especially when she's pregnant. And we're in a specific season where 
my family takes takes much more of me than it will five years from now. Mm-hmm. Like over the next five years, realistically, my window for hanging out with people and going to golf on Saturday and all this stuff, it's just, it's less and less. Mm-hmm. But once there's more independence for my kids, once my wife is less um, having to focus specifically on our kids because the need level is so high, this will change. Mm-hmm. But still, there's always a balance. It doesn't mean we just be hermits and we wake up, feed the kid, keep them alive, go, <laughs> go to the park and then come home and go to sleep. Sounds like a heck of a day. <laughs> <laughs> for my, currently for Michaela, that it is that way mm. sometimes and it's tough. And part of that's being new, but part of that is just when you have a young kid, it just takes so much from you in a mm. good way. And yeah. so still in each of the phases, as they get more independent, we have to say, okay, what's the balance now? Can I, instead of giving 60% to my family, can I give 50% and then give some more time to getting coffee with that person? Mm -hmm. Or instead of saying no for the third time this month, can I say yes um, this one time? So yeah, it's a, it's evaluating the balance. That's good. I like that. Evaluating the balance. It's a good, it's a good phrase to even write down as you uh, drive. Bob Goff says, pull over on the side of the road yeah. and write this down. Okay. What I'm about to say. So <laughs> if you listen really? to this, that's does, funny. Does, don't drive and write. But yeah. That's funny. I, I, I feel don't know like if he would drive and write. He probably know? would. He has yeah. that kind of personality. I don't think it was that good. He would also pull over though. He, that oh, dude yeah. is insane. He's mm-hmm. very interesting. But he'll, he would pull over in like a traffic jam and write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, what are you thinking? Yeah. So I think about leading with vulnerability Um, community is what you put into it. So if you want deep friendships, you're going to have to get deep and sometimes you have to lead the way with that. And so up until this point in your life, um, community has been handed to you on some level because of proximity with school, with college, living in the dorms, apartments or whatever that looks like. And it's the first time where you're like thrust into the world and you're like, all right, this is another area you have to figure out. And some of that comes with, pro- like some friendships still come with proximity, but it just looks totally different. And so if you, what you want in community, you have to lead with sometimes, which can be really hard to do. But if you want deep friendships, I would say lead with vulnerability. And I think that you can do it. And I think that it pays off almost every single time. Mm, that's good. That's, that's good. Hey, these were just three really good things uh, to end on today. Uh, so, I hope you feel encouraged out there. I hope you're listening to this and I hope you'll do a couple of things. I hope one, you'll share it. Um, go ahead and share it with somebody that maybe, you know, that needs to hear something about community. Uh, go back and listen to some of our old podcasts. Um, we like to think that at life on phase in phases that, uh, even though a podcast might not look like something that would be for you, it might be, um, or it could be for a friend and somebody that, Maybe you know in your life that could want to hear it. Uh, from here, though, we do want to highlight a couple things. One, uh, go to our social media here at ECU, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, all of that. We've got it all. We'd love to, to connect with you online through those different uh, platforms. And then go to the young adult, the Eastview young adult page. Um, it's Eastview, uh, little line, what is that, underscore? Underscore. Underscore Y-A. <laughs> I'd love for you to check that out and see what is going on here for young adults at East Street Christian Church in Bloomington Normal, Illinois. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you all. This was fun. Thanks yeah. for the invite. Yeah, it was you. fun. Thanks for coming. Fun facts. This was fun. So <laughs> yeah. And Connor is a twin. So that's great. So Matt, what's a fun fact about you? I bet it's been oh. a while since you've shared one. Oh my gosh, I am just not fun. He's you bald. are fun. You um, say that. You're fun. What? What's a fun fact? I, I you caught me off guard. Why don't you talk about? Um, oh, 
This is this something... is your perfect time to talk about Michigan. I was just oh, going to say hey, that. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> far after this podcast is released, uh, Michigan will still have won against Ohio State. Um, when was the last time that that, that uh, November of 2011? Yeah, I oh, was, I was so. Say, how I many days has it been since uh, Ohio State has beat We're Michigan? We're at uh, seven thirty-four. So seven hundred thirty-four days as of this day. That wow. yeah, well, you know, that's a little weird. You could also be bold and make a prediction that yeah. Michigan's gonna win it, win it all. Win it all. Well, you, I don't do know think? where our basketball team is right pretty, now. Pretty, pretty comfortably in the college playoffs. Yeah, I thought. I got to play Georgia. So we'll see. Hey, by the time this comes out, we'll see what happens. So, and we appreciate all of you for listening today. Go ahead and share it. And we hope it was a good podcast for you to listen to. So have a great day, everybody.